0: some magic brother uh um, the modern man podcast with albie maslin in three two one what's going on guys welcome to the modern man podcast where we connect men in pursuit of their potential join us as we embrace discomfort cultivate community and put wind in each other's sails And if you're ready to take your personal and professional growth to the next level be sure to like share and subscribe to the podcast and don't forget make sure you check out the Noble Knights Mastermind Group. That's where you'll find the support, accountability, and mentorship you need to achieve your goals. Join us and become a part of a community of like-minded men on a mission to improve themselves and elevate their capacity for life. And We're getting some wind in our sails today. It is my pleasure to introduce out of Raleigh, North Carolina, founder and president of Valor Craft Performance, Albie Maslin joining me on the call. Albie, great to have you brother.
1: Thanks for having me, man. Stoked for the conversation. Absolutely, and
0: I know I did the quick little intro, and that's that's just the title and the end game. I, I'd love to kind of give you the floor, let you introduce yourself in your own words, a little bit about where you came from and what brings you here today, and then we can kind of jump into our conversation.
1: Yeah, man. I appreciate that. I would say uh, nothing is linear in in my path. Um, how I came to be where I where I am right now is is been really a beautiful journey. Uh, lots of lots of lessons learned and and success and failure along the way. Not not to be cliche, but to be you know actually factual with where I find myself right now and what I look back on. You know the path that got me here. You know I'm originally from Central PA. Grew up an athlete. Grew up a leader. Grew up someone who was going to step out front. Very much an extrovert and a people person. Uh, you know navigated my way through grade school and and college in that. Uh, you know, sort of like, and, um, you know, after college, I guess, to just sort of jump to like where the real development started, you know, after college, you find yourself without that safety net, you find yourself having to reassess what that new identity looks like for you. And I think that, you know, admittedly, that was something that I struggled with. And, and my process professionally is is very much reflected in that, you know, my my first job was uh running an after-school program and and working as an assistant kindergarten teacher, okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. like reading really large books and playing twenty-five five-year-olds in kickball at once. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, my 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 next step, I, I elevated and and switched and and found myself working for a lawyer. Then uh, you know, two and a half years of doing that found me in law school, and then. Halfway through law school, uh, you know, I come to find that my performance has not been acceptable and I've been asked to take a semester off. And, you know, that's that's on me. Right. You know, and that that was a really pivotal moment for me because I started to look at the body of work that I had at that point, right around the age of 27 and, and say, what are you doing? You know, like, what have you actually done? And, and most importantly, like, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. What, what's your next move, man? You know, because you're sitting here and the expectations way up here and you're, you're like floating down here. You're, you're not even at C minus right now. Like you better pick this up. How are you going to do that? And for me, in a lot of ways, running became this sort of default. Like I said, you know, always been athletic, um, but I wasn't like a cross country runner but i like to run i'm built for the long haul i'm not you don't want me in the the change of direction quick stuff um, yeah, you want, i'll you want take to, that <laughs> yeah you want that i'll 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 take for for an extended period of time just tell me to go um but i found i found running really early on in that process and i was really unhappy really disappointed in myself um you know basically packing my bags up and moving home with my tail between my legs um to sort of figure out what the next steps were and that that next six to eight months was really sort of piling on what that failed law school experience had had generated. I had a failed relationship. I had my, my grandfather, who I was very close with, pass away, still couldn't find a job. A lot of these things that are, you know, everyday person problems, um, you know, certainly I wasn't having a pity party, but, you know my heart hurt and my head hurt and the anxiety hurt and the stress was, was a lot. And running was always this thing that I could default to where I had control and I controlled the music and I controlled the pace and I controlled the route and I controlled, you know, the way in which I was going to feel in that moment when I was at a time in life that I didn't feel like I had control um, yeah. you know, of any of those things. And very quickly found myself, you know, prescribing a run whenever I needed a run. And so that might have been waking up at 3am and feeling sick to myself about myself, and going for a run, and then, you know, getting home, sleeping a little bit, having breakfast when you wake up the next day, be like, man, I need to go for another run.
0: Hey guys, Ted here, hope you're enjoying the episode, but really quick, I wanted to interrupt just to get you ready for the transformative experience, The Modern Man Retreat, 36 hours to build your six-figure life. Join us January 19th to the 21st for a weekend of growth, connection, and empowerment delve into powerful workshops, form lasting bonds, and rewrite your story alongside top facilitators like Brandon Powell, Zach Blakeney, Kyle Langley, and myself, Ted Phaeton. Limited spots are available, so make sure to lock in yours right now. Visit our website or text retreat to 864-477-2260. Make sure to seize your future and reserve your spot today
1: um just building mileage and and all the while sort of in my head building this idea that I was going to run across the country mm-hmm. um you know and and that had been something that I sort of started saying out loud to people when the law school failure took place I ended up driving back across the country um but it was really deeply rooted and it continued to grow and grow and grow in all of those you know instances where I was out on the road thinking about how I was going to figure out what I would do next Quick
0: question because you, you mentioned how running was helpful for having something in your life you can control right on top of that on top of the control factor what do you think it was that running was giving you in that time what was the running giving you in the process
1: i mean it, it was it was therapeutic in a lot of ways you know a, a great run with great music in a great place brings great joy Right. Yeah. Like, you know, and joy. if you're if you're seeking it and you're in need of it is is a dose of something that that everybody deserves. Um, so I think there was there was joy. There was the the time to just think through what it was I was trying to process, but not do it from, you know, a static position. I think if you're trying to process things and you're sitting still, you know, like. That that's not the right recipe. That's that's actually a recipe for reverting, as opposed to growing forward. Mm. And that was something that my dad always shared with me. You know, like don't, don't be idle, okay? Like just keep moving. And and if you keep moving, whether that's walking or running or whatever it might be for anybody, um, you know, that's that's the path that you need to get yourself on if you want to go and find the answers that you need.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic.
1: So this idea of
0: running across the country, bro, you're crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I. I love Forrest Gump. Um, yeah. You know, that was always an iconic movie. And just in general, like, I, I knew that whatever I was going to do had to be like a big hard reset. And it couldn't just be like, oh, I'm going to go train for a marathon. Full respect to anybody that goes and trains for a marathon. Nothing against it whatsoever. I remember my mom saying, well, why not just run across a state? Um, and I was like, because state's not enough. You know, <laughs> it, it was this idea of, of needing and wanting uh, the full comprehensive journey, the perspective, the effort, the ups, the downs, the whole process uh, that that made across the country really just like the thing that needed to happen. But I also knew it couldn't just be about me. You know, some guy in his late 20s boohooing about himself and, you know, the things that he has to own up to as far as his failures. It had to it had to have a bigger picture and was lucky enough to get connected with a wonderful organization called the Travis Mannion Foundation. Uh, that empowers veterans and families of the fallen to develop character in future generations, um, and this was 2011 time period. Um, so you know we were in in peak war stage um, in Iraq and Afghanistan, and um, you know I knew that I wanted to find a way to give back in in some form or fashion, and to be able to serve an organization in my effort in my growth that would serve others was was a beautiful sort of synergy that came to be. But yeah, I mean. It was it was uh, not long after contacting them that they were like, okay, well you can go run, you know we'll we'll cover your budget. You just have to fundraise double. And I uh-huh. was like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. all right, now we got to go. We got we got three months. We gotta we gotta like do some real intentional training right now. Can't was just that... can't just <laughs> be running because you're upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was
0: that like a oh, snap moment where you're like, hey, can I do this? And they're like, yeah. You're like, wait, now I really got to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and and one of the people that I I I briefed on their team about it is is my business partner now. So that 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 full circle I'll, I'll get to a little bit down the road, but they were like, "Come on down and tell us what you're thinking." And so my sister and I um and and our friend Alex, we went with a presentation that was, you know, at that point we would have called it a PowerPoint presentation. Now now we call them slide decks, right? Yeah. You know, there, there's something fancy, but we had like calculated average gas prices and what we thought, you know, the, the average motel cost would be and what we thought I would need to eat calorie wise. And we were like, here's our budget. And they were like, cool, you can go. And I was like, all right, let's, nice. let's do it. Nice. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we, we started on uh St. Patrick's day and we were out in California a place called Dana point and ran up to the, uh, the pier in Santa Monica over a three day span of time, touched the ocean and just started trucking. And, um, you know, through LA, through the Mojave desert, um, Flagstaff, Albuquerque, Amarillo, Oklahoma city, St. Louis, Mm. uh, Indianapolis, Columbus, Pittsburgh, my hometown of Carlisle, Pennsylvania, down to DC, and uh had sort of a big finish there and and once again my now business partner um he sort of said do you think that's really coast to coast um you know like dc i get it like you know the chesapeake kind of like challenging me and i was like i hear i hear what you're saying i i (laughs) I don't think it's coast to coast so we had a nice little party and then i went back and ran the rest of the way to the ocean so nice Nice. got, got, got the full thing yeah how many days it was 3,025 miles over 154 days and oh, yeah. took, took a total of seven days where I didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, found it was a lot easier to just keep going. At the, after the halfway mark, it was like, just keep going. Because the days that I did take off, made that next day after my body was like, whoa, dude, what was all that yesterday? Yeah. Like Now we're back at it. It was easier to just keep pounding on average how many miles
0: did you cover like
1: in a given day it was close to a marathon you know i I think the mathematical average is like 22 or 23 a day yeah Um, some days i think the most i did was close to 40 and that was the very very last day where i was like this has to end Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like this just needs to end i think some of the, the the lowest miles i did was um in amarillo texas um I think I did like seven or eight miles one day because I uh-huh. tried to eat a seventy-two ounce steak at the Big Texan um the night before. And so, you know, uh-huh. I, I was not properly fueled. I was I was had the meat sweats.
0: Yeah, struggling, man. Yeah. How, how did you feel um on morning one? How did you feel on let's say morning seventy-five, right? Halfway through. And then how'd you feel on morning? I think you said one fifty-six or, or or last day, the last morning.
1: I think I felt nervous and excited to, to start, you know, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. I wasn't sure what I was going to encounter. I wasn't sure what the route was going to look like. We were comfortable with that. You know, I, I, I had my sister and, and our friend Alex with us and they would meet me every four to five miles. So, you know, it was kind of like, we're, we're going to, we're going to learn, you know, in these first few weeks, and my body's going to learn. Um, But, you know, I don't know what I don't know and, and we'll find it out and figure it out. Um, uh, That was kind of just the approach Um, you know, at that day, 75, I'm in like beast mode, like, you Mm -hmm. know, fully, fully in the zone, had to navigate all sorts of different challenges, had run into all sorts of weird people, places and situations, you know, chased by a couple packs of dogs, that sort of thing. You know, like you're, you're comfortable with being on, on the highway, um, and, and all that. And, uh, really just like total confidence by the time I was halfway, I was just like, this is just. You know, we're we're just going at this every day. Yeah, yeah. And and, and finishing was, finishing was like, you know, a great sense of relief and accomplishment, and and then I think also sort of like a, an absence. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have this this thing, this very specific thing that drives you every single day. You have this cause that's that's been pushing you. You have these these personal things that you're processing through, and then you're kind of like, oh, well all right, well, you know, did I fix all the things? No. You know, do I still need to work on these things? Yes. Um, I just need to figure out how to carry on that work in the absence of, you know, the way I was going about it. Yeah. And for me, fortunately, that was continuing to work with the Travis Mannion foundation and uh, working with veterans and surviving family members and all the, all the wonderful work that they do over there. I was going to ask, um, how did that run change your life? What did you learn in it?
0: What, who was, who was Alby before the run? Who was Alby after? Uh,
1: I mean, it dramatically changed my life. I I think you know Al Albie before was very quick to self implode in the face of challenge or, you know, an an obstacle. I I, I was very good at you know, sort of like self-destruction mm. uh, whether that was the way in which i went about my social life whether that was the way in which i went about reacting to challenges you know professionally whether that was the way in which i, I sort of imploded with law school I, I i would accept those things almost relenting and allowing it to just defeat me um and you know albie post that take takes none of that um, and has no time for it uh, it's not to say that I'm perfect or that I haven't had pitfalls and failures along the way since the run, you know, which has been about 11 years. Um, but I have a new set standard and a new underst- and a new understanding and appreciation for like exactly how far I can drive through something.
0: Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And I think that's a perfect segue because I wanted to talk about, and I'm glad you mentioned, I didn't know that yet, um, with the Travis Manning Foundation, that your now business partner was one of the points of contact that you dealt closely with. And after continuing the work that you do with the foundation and moving forward, you transition with um, entrepreneurship and taking on a valor craft performance. What was, I guess, the inception of that discussion, how that came about and what's going through your mind um, as you're becoming the president and and literally going into rebranding, releasing new products to market and things like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was wild. I think I I had a wonderful career with Travis Manion Foundation right around the time COVID was kicking off. I was just sort of looking for something new. Uh, I had the opportunity to join a startup for about a year. And that was a fun experience. But as startups go, you know, there's no guarantee on long term, I was building out. A government sales channel. And they just sort of decided that government sales was not necessarily the path that they were looking to pursue. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself really sort of very quickly having to make that next transition. And thinking to myself, well, what do I want to do? Um, You know, I, I put together a little consulting operation, started calling friends and people that I thought might be fun or worked in industries that I thought would be fun and just sort of planned on doing Albie things. I'm going to do uh relationships and wherever I'm able to offer value through relationships I'll find value in return uh and and I picked up a quick client and then I called my friend James uh who had at the time after leaving Travis Manion Foundation built up a portfolio of cannabis companies and I was like I'm interested personally and professionally and I hit him up and I was like James what do you think about you know me doing you know 10 hours a month, you know, business development style. And he's like, nah, I don't want your business development. I've got a company. I want you to run it. Um, We built a company uh, and we sort of moved on from the person. It wasn't the right fit. We have a one-year-old company. And if you want it, you can take it and make it your own. I'm here to mentor you. I'm here to teach you. We've got, you know, the right support around you. But, you know, this is in a high-risk industry, in, in, you know, a tip of the spear, sort of position in the industry. And if you want it, it's yours. We'll give you ownership and and you can renovate it and make it your own. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like that was not exactly what I was fishing for. Um, but I, I was happy with what I caught and, you know, I think the idea of having, you know, I was like, I've never run a company. I don't know how to run a company. You know, like I, I know that I'm willing to try. Uh, you know, I'm interested in cannabis. I think it's fascinating as an industry. I think it's, you know, very fun on a personal level. I also enjoy like just the practical application of it, uh, in my processes. And so like, yeah, like I'm into it, I get it, but you know, I don't know what I don't know. And I have people here that are going to, you know, sort of guide me and support me in that process as I learn. like, yeah, let's go for it. So
0: you think be before running across America
1: would have jumped in. Yeah, but I think he would have messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, he was. He was. He he was bullish too. But uh, you know, I think it 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 was just such a a crazy proposition in the sense that, like, you know, I I I never saw it coming. I wasn't looking in that transition to become a business owner. I wasn't interested in in becoming a president of a company. It wasn't necessarily. Uh, that I wasn't into it, but it wasn't what I was looking for. And then it was right in front of me. And I was like, well, yeah, I think this is the kind of opportunity you take in life. You know, worst case scenario, I'm going to learn and grow a ton, right? Best case scenario. I'm going to build a company that I'm super proud of that creates generational wealth for my family.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm all right with figuring out what happens in the middle.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What were the initial challenges that happened? I imagine you get in hit the ground running and as many many dudes listening many guys listening uh whether they're on spotify youtube they know they started their company you have this beautiful business plan or you have this beautiful layout this picture this idea the strategy and you start and like mike tyson says everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face what was that first punch for you man
1: oh man there were i i think a lot of punches thrown um you know i I i fancy myself pretty durable and resilient and, you know, again, it wasn't it wasn't like I had this idea that I was bringing to life. It was it was going in and seeing a car and saying, I like that car. I'd drive that car. I would do some things differently with this car. I'm the engine. Let's go figure out how that all works together. So, you know, immediately we started clearing out the the existing product inventory. Uh, it was very much a CBD company. And I said, I don't want to run a CBD company I want to do more than just CBD. It's a beneficial additive ingredient. We'll use it because we have a great source for it. And when you have a great source for CBD, it provides a great deal of benefit. But I'm also interested in other cannabinoids. I'm also interested in functional mushrooms. I'm also interested in other natural ingredients. And I want to make things in this hybrid plant performance model that I've coined and create products that help people do more. So we pair a cannabinoid with a functional mushroom. We bolster that with other natural extracts and we want to make things that are going to do more for your day, do more for your night, do more for your life. That's yeah. what craft performance is all about. But getting to that point was like, you know, knocking down walls and and cleaning up website copy and and cleaning up the branding and and making it speak in the way that I would speak while also going out and having to raise money. Like, you know, this was this was something that was not funded, and it needed to be funded. So you're, you're cleaning things up, and you're going and you're speaking to people about this idea, this this feeling that you have and what this could become. And you're really getting them to buy into you. And fortunately, I was able to get some people to buy into me one in one in particular, who has a lot of faith and, and gave that first investment. And that then allowed us to go and create this concept, this hybrid plant performance concept in real form. So we immediately were going in, uh, to the R&D process, creating our launch and our landing gummies. Our launch gummy has apple cider vinegar, lion's mane, mushroom, beetroot, B12, and CBD. Our nightly gummy landing has CBD, CBN, skull cap extract, and melatonin. Um, But I'd never gone through an R&D process, right? Like I'd <laughs> never gone through a, a, a product manufacturing timeline, right? But, you know, like I'd never built a brand. Yeah. Uh, you know, like i built other things. Uh, and so just sort of running full speed while you're breathing through a straw and and being cool with the fact that you might trip or get cracked with a branch at any time was just sort of the approach. Yeah.
0: So uh, I'm glad you kind of brought up like uh, the the ingredients within some of the, the products that you've created and been kind of researching with Cause I'm, as I'm sitting here, I'll even pull them out um, on my desk. Uh, you know, I'm curious about, what you found for performance enhancement. So you mentioned B12. I have like B12 extract. I have L-theanine. I use it more of like nootropics, right? To help with my focus and, and memory yeah. recall. Bacopa. So I I, I, deal, I have those on my desk that I kind of mix with. But talk a little bit about the implementation that you also get when it comes to using these traditional products, as well as uh, the, the CBD, the hemp, and, and the benefits that you get from the functional mushrooms as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, in in our sort of like most general kind of like minimum viable product concept way, it was like, let's take things that people should be taking every day and combine them into one dose in one product. So, nice. you know, our, our launch gummy is very much just a new take uh, of of the plant medicine approach to a daily vitamin right? Like, what are things that Ted and Abby can take that are going to help with our focus that are going to help with stress that will help manage pain? Um, you know, let's, let's take those things. Let's bolster that with something that will help with cellular energy. And let's put that in a gummy. Let's make that in a nice, easy consumable form to meet the consumer where they want to be. Everything we buy these days is meeting the consumer with some sort of need for a mood through gummy form. You just yeah. walk down a target aisle or anywhere and you're like, oh, wow, I want to feel this way, or I want to feel that way. And I don't mean to make light of it. Um, You know, I think some of it is a little bit like, just fascinating in the way that like, we've got like literally a gummy for every potential mood you could possibly seek in this life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to take that formula. And again, apply it on the plant medicine side of things. I wanted to use cannabis, uh, and the 110 plus, you know, cannabinoids that are out there. Uh, as we learn more there's more specific tailored application that those those cannabinoids have. Let's use those with functional mushrooms. You know, these things have been around for thousands of years. They've spanned they've cultures and continents. Yeah. Like, the, like there's a reality to their benefit. And, and so let's put that in a form that is, you know, sort of meeting the consumer on that daily wellness adventure.
0: What was your, I guess, first introduction in the depth of your knowledge, what you know now Did you take on the company and then you're like, okay, let me do this research or were you already familiar with this realm, this, this niche where it comes, when it comes to hemp and all that, the cannabinoids, or was this like a process that you had to educate yourself while learning branding, while learning, raising capital You took on a lot really quick, man.
1: Yeah, no, you know, and, and. You know, having a young family to to make everything all that much more enjoyable <laughs> in the process. You know, you know, as a, as a man, you know, sometimes you uh, find yourself balancing, carrying all sorts of different plates, and making sure that they aren't dropping. And so far, I think I've only cracked a few. But you know, as far as learning in this space, you know, from a business side of things, I, I have my mentor. I have James, who's my partner. Who's you know, he's he's just the best. Um, and I'm really really great grateful that I have him. Um, you know, but aside from the things that I could ask him about, you know, what to do or what not to do, like, I was also really empowered to just go and figure it out and learn, you know, so like, as as much as I was passionate about the space of cannabis, the space of functional mushrooms, I was also a student of it. I wasn't an expert. And I wasn't convinced, you know, then nor am I now that I'm an expert in it. I'm just somebody who's continuously trying to learn more about it. So yeah. So that's, that's for starters on the ingredient side of things, um, you know, as far as the building of the business side of things, it was, again, it was, you know, you, you learn and, and you're going to learn whether you're winning or learn whether you're failing. And that whole process is, is that's the important piece.
0: A lot of the guys that are listening are either working their business, trying to scale it, just maybe trying to look for another income stream to put food on the table for them and their family, or maybe just set their families up for success. What would you tell somebody maybe weighing some options in life or maybe working a great opportunity and looking to make the best of it um, from everything that you've learned from running across the country, taking on, um, you know, leadership with valor craft performance? What advice would you give to some of the guys listening who are, are looking to elevate themselves and maybe help get their family to that next level?
1: Man, I think I'll, I'll go right back to stuff that was rooted in me through my work with the Travis Manion Foundation and and the application of the study of positive psychology and what makes humans live their best version of life. And, and they talk about these main factors of positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning, achievement, vitality. Like if you can look at your life right now and you see an absence of, of any of those things you know, that right there, as, as a starting point for assessment is is a great way to start reflecting on what it is you're doing, and whether it is you're doing the right things to benefit your overall well being, you know, if, if you're missing in multiple categories, you know, as I just mentioned, then that should be a red flag that like, maybe this isn't the path that you're supposed to be on. Um, You know, so that's, that's like, one thing I'm big on assessment. And, and I think that, you know, positive psychology and the, the PERMA model is what I just referred to is is a great sort of starting point. Uh, you know, but I would also sort of say, like, you only get one of these. Yeah. You know, we only get one life. And if you're sitting there, and you're trying to figure out whether taking that chance is the right next step or not, you know, I think, you, you, you one should be assessing yourself, you two should be having conversations with those that are immediately impacted by any decision that you make, because that's an important thing to consider. Right. And, and three, you should be seeking mentorship and people that are able to offer you guidance in that process. Like nobody jumps into the same bucket, right? The bucket that I jumped in to start my business is very different from the bucket that you jumped in to start yours. And so it's not like I can say, well, if I was you, this is what I would do. Um, but I think you, you want to be thoughtful with it. And you also want to appreciate the fact that like, you know, again, as I said, you only get one of these. So what are you going to do with it? And yeah. and if, if taking that next step and starting that business is is the right next step for you, then, you know, at that point, there are, you know, that's a burn the ship sort of mentality, right? Like there there is no, there's no failure. We There is no going back. We're going to we're going to go until we go. Uh, and, and if we hit a point where it doesn't make sense, then, you know, so be it.
0: Yeah, I have that on my vision board. Uh, you know, burn, burn your boats, burn your ships. Yeah. Fantastic. I love that you said that, man. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Alby, how can folks find you, connect with you, follow up with you, catch all the work you're doing, and maybe even use some of the amazing products that you guys are producing at Valorcraft Performance?
1: Absolutely, man. And uh, I would say the, the best ways for Valorcraft Performance, you can find us at www.valorcraft.com buyvcp.com B-U-Y-VCP.com. you can find us on instagram at valorcraft you can find me on instagram at albie underscore tross a-l-b-i-e underscore tross and you can also um you know shoot me a message however i mean i don't know if you ever give out emails but you're welcome to put my email on the bottom of the screen however you want to do that and anybody that's listening to this, uh, if they use the code TED25, we'll get a discount on our products so they can test out the hybrid plant performance approach that we've created. And I would also just say, uh, you know, to you specifically, as you mentioned, L-theanine, stay tuned because we've got a rad drink coming out in 2024 that I'm really excited about. And Play uh, with me. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll you'll be able to get it.
0: I love that. Okay. Yeah. I'm listening. <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. Um, la- last question, Albie, and this is usually the this, which is what I stated for the last four. Um, what is something that has happened to you or something that you've seen in your life that shapes the way you view the world as a man?
1: You know, I, I, this is the first thing that I'll go to. And my father's my ultimate mentor, my ultimate role model. And I remember he would go to this woman's house who had, uh, you know, I don't know what the appropriate term is, but she had, she had mental complications. She was in a wheelchair. She was, you know, by most accounts, homeless. Um, she was, you know, at a, at a certain place where she would stay and he would go there and he would change her bandages. Um, she had these really interesting bandages. And as a kid, I remember thinking like, wow, that's really weird. Like, like there was like a a reaction viscerally, but like, wow, that's really amazing. Like, that's what my dad goes and does, you know, Mm -hmm. he didn't have to go do that. Um, that's the type of person that I was around that I had the opportunity to sort of reflect on. And, and, you know, I've, I've always sort of told myself, like, if I can be half the person that he is, then I'm going to be a pretty great dude. Um, so that's that's just one thing that I think has sort of impacted the way that I look at at what my time on Earth is is here and and, and meant to do and and the opportunity that I have to serve others. Uh, that's that's the moment or the the memory that I have that I reflect on there. Yeah,
0: that that's fantastic because I think it's just a reminder to any fathers that are listening. I've announced on the podcast that my wife and I are expecting. I'm going to be a father soon. So I've been talking to a lot of. A lot of dads and, and getting that wisdom from them. And a lot of them talk about the example they, that you set and, and how you show up. And what you just said, I think for any father listening, they, they that resonates because not only did you say the type of man your father was, you said, if I'm half that person, I'm going to be a good dude. And, I, and I'd say you, you, you're doing well so far, brother. I can only imagine uh the type of person your father is because you've been fantastic this whole episode. So, Albie, thank you thank so much, brother, for the time
1: yo thank you so much you have a great day man absolutely
0: and i'm going to really quickly recap some of what you left uh in terms of the gems for this episode because a lot of people are either at the gym they're cleaning or they're driving while listening to the episode 10 and 2 they yell me slow down don't blow past it but what are you doing that that moment you had with yourself and a lot of us that could maybe take a moment stop and look in the mirror because i literally tweeted about this earlier or x about this earlier um we're not honest with ourselves and because we're not honest with ourselves we continue down a path that could be detrimental but taking the time to be honest look in the mirror and say what are you doing and maybe put you back on that right track setting big goals in life and then sticking through it when life gets heavy what do you lean into that you can control that's therapeutic like alby found the running and leaned into that and then accepting that challenge taking the first step being prepared in the pitch the, uh, the slide deck <laughs> back in the day PowerPoint presentation to run across the country and then find new confidence to take on challenges. Oftentimes we lack the confidence to do big things because we haven't done big things. And you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And then connecting with people every day and there's a reality, there's, there's a reality to the benefit, right? The reality to the benefit of becoming who you need to be. Figuring out an opportunity that could Pay dividends down the future and not being afraid to take that. Just like Albie was able to talk, speak, walk into that leadership and take that next step. Focusing on figuring out what you can learn, positive emotions, engagement, relationships, meaning, vitality. uh, The PERMA model, as as Albie mentioned, and positive psychology to help you get to where you need to in life. Take on those challenges. And if you have a great example in life, if you're half that person, you could be a great dude. Guys, thank you so much for listening and making it to the end of the podcast. We really appreciate it. As always, you know I'm going to ask that you share this with a friend that can get value from it. Hit that like and subscribe button so you can get a notification and a new episode each and every single week. And of course, leave us a rating to let us know how we're doing because we don't get better unless you tell us how. With that being said, guys, as we always say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine. They don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without first the pain. Let's go. Let's get past the best today. I think we're we're going to do a great job.